Hello, and thanks for joining us for episode 12 of Married Well, the podcast. Welcome to Married Well, the podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Creek. As a practicing therapist and marriage counselor, I help modern couples rebalance their relationship. In this show, we explore the real issues faced by couples today and share the best strategies for making marriage work. Are you frustrated with your marriage, disappointed with the reality of your relationship, or are you just struggling to make it all work? You're not alone and you're in the right place. This is your source for real advice for real couples who want to stay married well. Think about your relationship for a moment. Are you and your partner more like lovers or roommates? If you feel more like roommates than romantic partners, it can get a little bit lonely. But the good news is that the best cure for this type of loneliness is building better marriage habits. I know it's not sexy. It's not romantic, but it works. And that's what I want to talk about today. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how your everyday marriage habits can make or break your relationship. And I'm going to share the top five habits of happy couples. So I have a confession to make. I have really bad habits. I stay up late. I almost always take the elevator instead of the stairs. And I am completely addicted to sugar. I promise you two o'clock every day, I'm grabbing a handful of gummy bears to get myself through. I have a lot of really bad habits. Maybe you can relate, but I have made a commitment to take better care of my body this year. I'm turning 40 and I really want to be that cool fit mom on the playground, not the mom complaining about her back. So that means I've really been examining my habits lately and paying attention to all the little things I do every day that make a big difference for my health. And I've realized that the habits I need to adopt for my health aren't that different than the habits I've adopted for my marriage. It's the small daily things that are the easiest to change and make the biggest difference in the long run. I already work out. I already eat pretty healthy. But it's those little things. It's that candy bar at midnight when I'm already staying up too late. It's those little things that I need to change. And when I think about my marriage and the habits I have in my marriage, really, it's the little things that matter most. My marriage, it's pretty good. It doesn't need an overhaul, but it could use some better marriage habits. I do have some happy marriage habits, like kissing my husband every morning before I head to work, giving him a hug when I come home in the evenings, bringing him dessert when I fix it for the kids. I have a lot of happy marriage habits. I'll admit it. I also have some unhappy or some not so happy marriage habits too, like pulling out my phone when my husband and I are cuddling on the couch. Like most people, I have that mix of happy and unhappy habits, healthy and unhealthy habits. We all do. If you stop to think about your own relationship or your own life for a minute, I'm sure a few things are going to come to mind. But here's the truth. If you want a better marriage, you have to build better habits. This is something that happy couples know intrinsically. Happy couples 
embrace happy habits, not just for themselves, but for their marriage. So here's the problem. Most of us do not have happy marriage habits that we do in our everyday life. I can tell you this from experience, both as a relationship coach and a practicing marriage therapist. If you've listened to this podcast before or followed me on social media, you probably know that I'm a practicing therapist and that I have spent at this point, um, gosh, I guess almost 15 years working with couples and something that comes up over and over and over again is too many of the couples that I see do not have any happy marriage habits in their life. And that causes a huge problem. Busy, stressed out couples spend more of their time drifting apart than reconnecting. And this is especially true for parents. Just think about it. Think about your life from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. Most of it's probably consumed with work and kids. And maybe you throw some housework in on top of that. When you really think about your day-to-day life, how much time do you spend with your spouse? Frankly, if you're like most of the couples that I know, not that much. And when we don't have those natural opportunities to spend time together, like you did before you had kids, like you did before you got married, if we don't have these natural opportunities to be together and to connect, we start drifting apart. And here's the difference between happy couples and unhappy couples. Happy couples, well, they don't have any more time than the rest of us, right? They're still juggling kids, they're juggling work, they're taking care of a home, but happy couples have these little habits that they don't even think about that create ways to connect with their partner. Just, it's that little touch on the shoulder, that peck on the cheek, that hug. Happy couples have really happy marriage habits. Unhappy couples do not. And here's something to keep in mind. You don't have to have unhappy habits to be an unhappy couple. It's the lack of happy marriage habits that gets in the way, that draws people apart. Again, happy couples, they take those moments to embrace. They take those moments to laugh. They take those moments to cuddle. Unhappy couples just kind of go about their day-to-day life. For so many of us, especially after we have kids or maybe after you've been married for a few years, you start to take your relationship for granted. You get distracted by the business of being married, running the household, parenting the kids, and you lose track of your friendship. In a modern world where both parents work, both parents are generally on 24-7, not only with their kids, but with their job. In a modern world, it is very, very hard to make your marriage a priority. Most of you have probably heard me talk about how I hate date night. And one of the reasons I hate date night is because for most of the couples that I work with and, and most folks that I know, including myself, it's just really hard to schedule. It's really hard to make happen. And when you're waiting for date night to come along, you are growing apart. You're not connecting. And this is where happy marriage habits come in. 
happy marriage habits just fill the space for really busy couples, for stressed out couples. They're this way to reconnect. And that is why it matters. Because to stay happy in your relationship, you need to invest in your connection. You need to invest in your friendship. And that means spending time. Time is our most precious commodity, right? To have a happy, lasting relationship where you're partners, lovers, not just roommates and coworkers, you have to invest in your friendship. After all, love is a practice, not a state. Here's the sad truth. It's natural for couples to grow apart. Limerence, right? That's that just like really profound experience of romantic attraction that you have when you first meet someone. It's like, it's all the hearts and the roses and you feeling like your whole body is going to burst when you see them. That only lasts for like six months. <laughs> There's some research that says that, you know, the honeymoon phase in a relationship lasts as little as six months or maybe as long as two years, depending on the couple. But even if it's two years, that's not a lot of time to coast. We have a very short amount of time where love comes naturally. After that, we have to work on it. And That is why I like to think of love as a practice. It's something you have to commit to and engage in every day. It's a little bit like working out. You know, think about it. If you want to maintain muscle, you have to work out. You can't just run a marathon once a year and call it good. And that's what so many couples do right? They do the romantic equivalent of running a marathon once a year. They take a trip, right? The kids go with the in-laws and they go to Hawaii and they spend some time on the beach and, you know, they drink pina coladas and they spend this beautiful week together. And then they come home and they do everything the same. And then they wonder, oh, why are we so disconnected? It's because they're doing the romantic equivalent of running a marathon instead of working out. Love is something that we have to do every day. And again, when it comes to lasting love, it's the habits that we do. It's the little things that we engage in that really matter most. And this is why I am so committed to talking about better marriage habits with the couples that I work with, because couples who do not have these habits, over time, they slowly drift apart. They lose their friendship. They lose their connection. They lose that spark in their relationship. And over time, they start to feel like roommates. I mean, at best, they're good co-parents and uh, maybe even good co-workers, you know, when it comes to managing the house and taking care of the chores, but they are not partners. They're not lovers. They're not a couple anymore. So I spend a lot of time helping couples reignite their spark, right? Helping them rebalance, reconnect, and just rediscover the thing that brought them together. And one of the easiest ways to rekindle your spark is to start focusing on the habits you have in your day-to-day life. If you want to have a better marriage, you need to have better marriage habits. So let's just talk about them. I mean, what are these habits? I want to talk about five of the top habits that happy couples seem to share. So let's talk about the top five habits 
of happy couples. These are the habits that almost all of the happy couples I know do on a day-to-day basis. So let's start with habit number one. Happy couples talk about their marriage. They don't just talk about the chores. They don't just talk about the kids. They don't talk about news. They talk about their marriage. They take time to have a regular check-in about their relationship. A lot of the couples that I work with, I tend to call this the state of the union, right? Happy couples have a regular state of the union that they do at least once a week to talk about how they're doing as individuals and as a couple. When it comes to this state of the union, how you talk to your partner really, really matters. And we've talked about this before on this pod, how you talk to your partner matters. This is no different. It is so important to embrace listening, to take responsibility for things that maybe aren't going so well in your relationship and to agree to work on ways to make it better. And that's what makes this happy marriage habit so healthy and so helpful is that it's not just a venting session about your relationship. It's actually a chance to connect and to provide some reassurance and some collaboration around dream building essentially, right? You know, that's where you step back and you talk about what your fantasy is for your marriage and your relationship. And happy couples do that regularly. Happy couples do that by having these regular check-ins about their relationship. They talk about their marriage. And like I mentioned, really happy couples, they do this at least once a week. To be honest, most of the happy couples that I know and that I've worked with and helped guide do this more frequently than that right? They have mini check-ins throughout the week. They touch base when there's been some sort of conflict or, or maybe some minor irritation or annoyance or frustration between the two. They do these check-ins and they just regroup. Now, if you struggle with communication or if you struggle to talk about your feelings, it is absolutely okay to lean on structure when you're having these check-ins. And when I say structure, you know, just have a little agenda, you know, happy couples do this check-in in in a really simple way. So for example, they might use the start, stop, continue structure, right? That's where you step back and you tell your partner something you'd like them to start, something you would really like them to stop. And then you end on something you'd like them to continue. And it's so nice to be able to end this check-in on something that they're doing well, that you can really highlight and thank them for. So that's one structure you can use if you want to start this habit, that start, stop, continue. There's another thing you can use that some of my couples find to be helpful. It's a little cheesy. I love it, but that appeals to my personality. And it's a check-in centered around the metaphor of the rose, right? So when you're checking in with your partner, you're going to talk about the bloom. That's just this like really amazing thing about your relationship right now. You're going to talk about the thorn on the rose. That's something that maybe is not going quite as well as you'd like it to go in your marriage. And then at the very end, you're going to talk about the bud. That's the thing that you're looking forward to. Again, you might notice a pattern here. We want to end on a positive note. So you can use that start, stop, continue. You can use that rose check-in. You can also use a really simple rating system. One of the things that I teach couples 
when it comes to communication is to start to use a really simple rating system. When you're asking how things are going, whether it's about your relationship or it's about a problem you've been solving, simply ask your partner on a scale of one to 10, how are we doing? And then once you get their number, you can ask them, okay, what would it take to move one point up on your scale? So let's practice. Let's say you're talking about your relationship and you turn to your partner and you ask them, Hey, hun, how do you think we're doing on a scale of one to 10? And they say, uh, you know, we're at a five this week. Okay. That's medium. You turn to them after and you say, okay, what would it take to move us from a five to a six? A rating system is a really easy way to check in. And it also starts to get you in that mindset of problem solving and problem solving in a way that feels really manageable, right? You know, think about it. If you'd rate your marriage right now, and maybe you're struggling, it feels almost impossible to move, let's say from a three to a 10, but a three to a four that's doable. So again, this healthy habit, the number one healthy habit, happy habit that happy couples have is they talk about their marriage. When they do, they focus on how they talk about it and they talk about their relationship in a really problem solving manner where really the goal for both people is to improve. So that's habit. Number one, habit. Number two, happy couples create and honor rituals of connection, especially around greetings and partings. So let's talk real quick. What are rituals of connection? Rituals of connection are these daily, weekly, yearly things that you do to connect. It's that simple. They're rituals because there's something really important around them, right? So an anniversary, that's a really great example of an annual ritual. A lot of people that I know they, on their anniversary, they go to their favorite restaurant every year, or maybe they go to the restaurant where they got engaged or, you know, my husband and I, we served this, uh, this type of white wine at our wedding that my husband really loved. And so every year on our anniversary, he goes out and he buys that bottle of white wine. That is our ritual of connection. And let me tell you, you know, know, when we got married, we didn't have that much money. So most of the time we're drinking much better wine, but it's nice for him to bring home this $15 bottle. And we can share those golden memories of our wedding day and how, how in love we were. That's an example of a ritual of connection. Happy couples have a habit of creating these rituals and honoring them. So they follow through. They do not skip a year. My husband does not skip a year. We always have that wine. So they create rituals of connection and they follow through. And like I mentioned earlier, They create these rituals, especially around greetings and partings, right? So those are the times where we leave our partners when we part from them. Let's say when you're headed to work and greetings, when we come back, when we reunite during the day, happy couples have these daily rituals of connection. And these are so important because they communicate in small ways multiple times a day, multiple times a week, all throughout the year, they communicate this important message about what matters most in your life. And that's your partner. 
And think about how nice, how warm that feels to be able to say that to the person you love, and then to be able to hear that or to feel that from them, that you are the most important person in their life, that you are top priority. That is incredibly important. And this is a wonderful habit that you can start today, especially the ones around greetings and partings, right? Even if you work from home. Unfortunately, in the last few years, most of us have worked from home and most of us have dropped these daily rituals of connection around greetings and partings, right? And I hear this from couples all the time. You know, I ask them, well, what do you do when you leave the house in the morning? Um, how do you say goodbye to your partner? And they tell me, well, we don't leave the house. <laughs> so I have to remind them, even if you're not leaving the house, you're still going away. You're still separating yourself from your partner, even if you're in the same room. So it is really important to give them a goodbye kiss and say, Hey, honey, I'm going to log in for work. I love you so much. Not only is this a great ritual of connection, it also sets a really healthy boundary. So that's kind of a bonus that you get from this, but it's just this really great reminder that even if you're in the same space, you're not actually together. If you work from home and you both work from home and you share the same office and you don't talk all day, it doesn't matter if you spent eight hours in each other's presence, you're not connecting, you're not together. That's what these rituals of connection do. So a great way to start this habit is to start to kiss your partner goodbye in the morning and kiss them when you come home. And if you're not big kissers, give them a hug at minimum, tell your partner that you love them and that you're so happy to see them. So that's that healthy, happy habit. Number two, create and honor rituals of connection. You love your kids. You love your job. You even love your spouse. Well, most of the time, but do you love your marriage? If you're struggling to love your marriage, you're not alone. Juggling the kids, your career, and your relationship is hard, even for the experts. And that's why I'm inviting you to join me for my summer workshop series designed to help you build a better, more balanced partnership, reconnect with your spouse, and fall back in love with your marriage. We'll be talking about teamwork, friendship, communication, the things you really need to make a modern marriage work. Join me live in July for this workshop series and take the first steps to leveling up your relationship today. Reserve your spot now at marriedwell.co slash summer series. Happy marriage habit number three, say thank you. This is something that we talked about not too long ago on the pod. We talked about how important gratitude is for building a better marriage. And this is a habit that you can do in your everyday life. This is a happy marriage habit that happy couples embrace. They say, thank you. They practice gratitude. You know, like we talked about a few weeks ago, the cool thing about practicing gratitude when we recognize, acknowledge, and celebrate something good, something positive, we get this immediate serotonin boost. So it's not just a benefit to your partner. It doesn't just make them feel good when you say thank you. It also makes you feel good. And then because our brains are association machines, the human brain is all about creating associations. 
when you see your partner and you tell them, thank you, and you get the serotonin boost, you start to associate the serotonin boost with your partner. It's really kind of cool. So every time you're around them, your brain automatically kind of fills in the blank and starts to give you those happy chemicals. So this is just this amazing happy marriage habit that anyone can do. It is simple. And these thank yous do not have to be elaborate. You know, it, it doesn't mean like going out and buying flowers and writing a card and telling your partner, you know, thank you for everything that they do. It is just these quick moments where you lock eyes with your partner, you tell them, thank you for what you did. Thank you for bringing me that cup of coffee. It really means a lot that you think of me in the morning or, Hey, thanks for taking time out to help our kids with that math problem. I love watching you with them. You're so patient. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. This is that happy marriage habit number three, and it is so easy to get started. And like I mentioned, not only does it communicate appreciation to your partner, it also makes you feel really good too. And just a side note, if your partner is doing something that you'd like to see more of, let's say your partner is doing something a little extra around the house, or maybe they're taking a little time out in the morning to help the kids get ready so that you don't have to, that is something that it's really important to notice and express your gratitude for right? Because it kind of lets our partners in um, and tells them how important it is, how helpful that they're being. So again, just as a bonus, if there's something your partner's doing that you want to see more of, make sure to stop and tell them thank you every time that they do it. And I can almost guarantee that they'll keep it up. So happy marriage habit number four, touch. Happy couples touch often. And I know this is actually kind of a touchy subject. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. I know this is kind of a touchy subject for a lot of folks, especially moms with young kids. But bottom line, happy couples touch. They have a habit of touching, of showing some form of physical affection towards each other throughout the day. Again, kind of going back to that idea, they hug when they part, they hug when they come home, they kiss before bedtime, happy couples engage in physical affection. When we engage in pleasant touch, like a hug, the brain releases oxytocin. It's another one of those little happy chemicals that we have touching, especially skin to skin feels good. And it firms up those emotional bonds that you have with your partner while this is a study that they, they have studied this while also lowering symptoms of anxiety and fear. So again, this is another one of those habits that not only is it really healthy for your marriage, it's also healthy for you as well. Couples who engage in physical touch tend to report feeling more tightly bonded. So they have this deeper connection, but just as individuals, they also report feeling less stressed out and more happy. So this is an incredible habit to engage in, not just for your partner, not just for your marriage, but also for yourself. Now, like I mentioned earlier, I know that touch is a touchy subject, especially for moms of young children. 
because most of the moms that I know when you've got babies, toddlers, heck, even when you've got kids that are um, all the way up to like 10, 11, 12 years old, most of the moms I know are pretty touched out. Their kids are touching them all day long. I know mine are in all sorts of different ways. And it can kind of create this almost hypersensitivity to touch where you don't want touch anymore. And I get that. So if you're feeling touched out in your marriage, there is a workaround. Instead of simply giving up touch, which is what so many moms that I know do, right? So many of the moms that I know, they get touched out. They are tired of being touched, cuddled, sat on by their children. So when they're come back to their husbands, either when they come home or their husbands come home, or it's time to go to bed at night, they're just done. And so when their husband reaches out to give them a hug, they kind of push them away. They shrug away because they're just touched out and not touching can as easily become a habit as touching. So there are so many couples that I work with. They have been married for 25, 30 years and their kids are in high school and they still do not touch because they got out of the habit of physical affection. So if this is you, if you are a mom or even a dad, right? If you're a dad and your kids are all over you, you can get touched out too. So if you are touched out, I want to highly encourage you to still find ways to make this habit of touch work for you. And here's that workaround I mentioned earlier. If you are touched out, I want you to think about the ways your kids touch you, right? You know, I can, some things come to mind for me. You know, my little one always wants me to have my arm around her. You know, she's always tugging at my sleeve. My older, um, constantly she headbutts me. That's like her new thing. So when I think about the ways my kids touch me, a lot of different things come to mind. They grab me, they pull me. Some of it is really sweet and cuddly, but just a lot of it's kind of, you know, unpleasant. So if you are touched out, start to think about the ways that your kids touch you. Then once you have a good idea in your mind, start to think about the ways that your partner, your spouse touches you and start to notice the difference. And you might notice that there are some ways your spouse touches you that reminds you of your kids, right? So, you know, if he, um, husbands, y'all do this. If he squeezes your butt when he gets home, (laughs) okay. That might not be very pleasant touch that reminds you too much of being crabbed or being manhandled by your kids. So start to think of the ways that your spouse touches you. There are going to be some ways that feel very unpleasant. Tell your spouse, take some time to talk about touch and talk about the things that you do not like that just remind you too much of being manhandled by your kids, too much of that constant overstimulation and start to talk about the things that you like as well. So I'll just give you an example from, you know, my own relationship. My kids do not rub my shoulders. Makes sense, right? That is one of the reasons why I love it when my husband does, because it's a way of engaging in physical affection and touch that I'm not overstimulated on. I'm not overloaded when it comes to getting my shoulders rubbed. So I would imagine I'm going to, I'm going to even bet that there are lots of different ways that you do not get touched, even if you're touched out. 
that you can ask your spouse to engage in more often. And that's a great way to kick off this habit number four of physical touch. Ask your partner to touch you in ways that feel pleasant and feel soothing. So again, that's happy marriage habit number four, touch often with your partner. So happy marriage habit number five, and this is something that's going to sound kind of self-explanatory, but I feel like we really need to talk about it. Happy couples have a habit of saying, I love you. They have a habit of saying, I love you in all sorts of different ways, gifts, acts of service, quality time together, but they also make a point to express it verbally. And I hear this so often from couples, you know, I ask them, how do you express your love to each other? And so many couples say, well, you know, we, we know we love each other, so we don't have to say it. No, false. (laughs) If you want to have a happy marriage, need to have a habit of saying, I love you. Actually saying, I love you is a verbal commitment to your spouse. It is a verbal acknowledgement that they are important to you, that they matter, that their best interests are top of your mind, and that you are committed to this marriage, committed to creating this life. Saying I love you is this incredibly powerful demonstration of reassurance, right? It's, it's that reassurance that I am here. This is especially important after you've had a fight or maybe some little conflict or you've been frustrated with each other. It is incredibly important to stop, look your partner in the eyes and say, I love you. That is that reassurance that says, hey, even if I'm angry with you, I still love you. Even if I'm disappointed in you, I still love you. Even when I'm stressed out, I still love you. So happy couples engage in this daily habit of saying, I love you. And they make an intentional effort to say, I love you, not only when it's easy, but also when it's hard. Think about it for a second. If you have kids, this is probably something that you do with your kids almost naturally, right? When we're angry with our kids and maybe we scold them, you know, we say, Hey, I still love you. I know I tell my daughters all the time, I've got two really sensitive kids, so they get scolded. (laughs) They feel really hurt. So I know I have to stop and pull them aside and say, Hey, mommy's angry, but I still love you. That never changes. And this might sound kind of silly, but you know what? We still need that as adults. We still need to know that even if we do something wrong, we're still going to be loved, accepted, cared for. And when you make a habit of saying, I love you to your spouse, again, not just in the easy times, but in the hard times, you communicate that message. You provide that comfort and that reassurance. And like we talked about earlier, the human brain is an association machine. Some of you have probably heard this phrase before, what fires together, wires together. And what that means is that when two things happen simultaneously, our brains make this natural connection between the two. Love is this great thing that you can wire in your brain. Reassurance is something that you can wire in your brain. 
And so when you take time every day to say, I love you, it creates that warm, positive feeling. And you start to associate warm feelings, positivity with your spouse, right? Just, just this cool thing that the brain does. And that's another reason why these happy marriage habits are so incredibly helpful. Not only are they easy to do, because let's, let's be real. Like we're talking about saying, I love you. We're talking about giving your partner a hug. These things are easy to do. Not only are they easy, they also help kick off this just wonderful thing in the brain where we start to associate warmth, reassurance, support, intimacy with our partners. And all of a sudden that's the story we tell about our marriages, right? When I have these wonderful daily habits, these small connections, I start to tell a very different story about my marriage than when I do not. And this is something that I, I like to talk about because how you see your marriage, how you see your partner matters. Your marriage mindset makes a huge difference in how happy you are, how connected you are, how committed you are to making things work. And when we have these really healthy, happy habits in our lives and in our marriages, we just have a naturally a more positive outlook, a healthier marriage mindset. The story we tell about our, our relationships, they just change and they change in this really, really positive way. And this is one of the reasons why developing happy marriage habits really works. If you are feeling disconnected from your spouse, if you and your partner have started to drift apart, you're spending too much time focusing on work, or maybe you're super distracted by the kids and you're starting to become co-parents, roommates instead of partners. If this has started to happen to you, building healthy marriage habits can be this super quick cure for all of those feelings. These daily happy habits, they maintain and bolster that positive sentiment. And when you're doing that, you are making regular deposits in your love account. I'm not sure if we've talked about this on the pod before, but your love account is the sum of all of the positive interactions minus all of the negative interactions in your marriage, right? It is that simple. Good stuff minus the bad stuff and what's left over that's in your love account, right? It is, it is that simple. And one thing that you might notice, or I can kind of tell you is kind of obvious about unhappy couples is that the total negative interactions they have tend to outweigh the positive ones. So doing these daily habits, they put these like micro deposits in that account so that when you need to take a withdrawal, when something negative happens, maybe you say something not super thoughtful, or you forget a promise that you made when you end up making a withdrawal from this love account, you have a solid balance to withdraw from. So again, happy habits 
not only do they feel good, they just feel good. You know, like we talked about most of these habits, you know, kind of give us that serotonin boost or oxytocin, you know, they produce all these happy chemicals. Not only do they produce happy chemicals in our brains, they also produce positive sentiment. And as that positive sentiment grows, we're making those micro deposits in the love account so that when you're stressed, when you're overwhelmed, heck, when you're just having a bad day, things still feel okay. And not only do they feel okay, they just feel really good. And this is why it works. This is why I spend so much time helping the couples that I work with just develop, embrace, and stick to these healthy marriage habits because they will help you build a better marriage. And here is my top tip. And this is for all couples, whether you feel like you have a super strong marriage or maybe there are some areas that you'd like to strengthen. It doesn't really matter. My top tip for all couples is to build one new healthy relationship habit every week. Pick something small and make a commitment to do it every week. And when I say small, it can be really small. It can be as simple as committing to sending a text message every day to your partner just reminding them that you're thinking about them or bringing them a cup of coffee in the morning, small habits that you can do on a daily basis. So that's my top tip. And I'm just going to throw this out there. If you are at all like me, you might struggle to keep those habits, right? You know, I have the best of intentions. I'm always starting new habits, new things that I tell myself that I I want to do. I have a hard time following through. So if you are like me, and you're worried that it's going to be hard to follow through on these healthy, happy marriage habits, grab a habit tracker. Habit trackers are just this wonderful way of reminding yourself to keep up with these healthy habits until they become natural, until they become ingrained. You know, if uh, you want, I'm going to drop a link to the habit tracker that I use with my clients in the show notes. So feel free after this episode to just download that and commit to creating one new healthy, happy marriage habit every week. And whatever you do, don't forget to communicate this with your spouse. (laughs) This is something that happens so often. We have these grand things that we do. We forget to tell our spouse and then they start to look at us like we're crazy, or maybe they just don't even notice. So we feel super disappointed. So when you start this, don't forget to communicate it with your spouse and bonus. If you want to be an A plus student, talk to your spouse about getting them to start a healthy, happy marriage habit too. This is something that you can do together. So again, I'm going to drop a link in the show notes to the tracker that I use with my clients. You can download it for free and start that habit this week. Pick something today and just get started. Remember, if you're struggling in your relationship, you're not alone. Juggling the kids, your career, and your relationship is hard, even for the experts. That's why I'm inviting you to my first summer workshop series designed to help you take steps today to rebalance your partnership and reconnect with your spouse. Check out the details at marriedwell.co slash summer series. The link is in the show notes. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram for more tips and tricks on how to build a better, more balanced partnership. And if you're looking for ideas to build those healthy, happy marriage habits, shoot me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to Married Well, the podcast. Have a comment or a topic you'd like me to cover? 
I'd love to hear from you over on Instagram at mary.well. Show notes and resources can be found at marywell.co. Special thanks to Emily Harding for producing this episode. Ready to level up your relationship? Start with my free quiz at marriedwell.co slash quiz and get a tailored to you strategy to overcome your biggest relationship roadblocks. Remember, relationships don't have to be this hard. You can be married well. See you next time.